Welcome to Awaken Life Radio, a podcast about being a spiritual being, having a human experience in a world gone mad. Each week, we will discuss how you can heal yourself, cultivate your intuitive superpowers, and be a sacred vessel for planetary healing. I am your host, Narayani Gaya. In today's episode, I interview Auntie Elizabeth Terrio. And before sharing the actual interview with you, I wanted to add a little piece about where we met and how this particular event was seated. We met at the Thousand Hummingbirds for Women and Waters Gathering, which was visioned by Ohlone Elder Anne-Marie Sayers. And it was her guidance that supported the four-year ceremony because the gathering was on Ohlone land and we did gather with women from all nations for four years. And that in the journey of counseling, of which Auntie Elizabeth was part of that council, there were constant offerings and appointments and gifts and things that were in the traditional way offered to the elder of the land, Anne-Marie Sayers, whom I also had the pleasure to meet many years later with Chief, where we went and offered her a bundle so that she would honor and bless our Starseed Visionary Conference that we held in 2017. And... She is a wise medicine keeper of an old lineage, and it was an honor to meet her. And it was actually after I completed the interview with Auntie Elizabeth that I found out that Anne-Marie Sayers was consulted, made offerings to, and was actually the visionary for the Hummingbirds Gathering, of which I was a part for three out of the four years because I had um, just moved out to Santa Cruz the year, the second year of the gathering. And so she wanted me to mention that because when we are talking about ceremony and we are mm, sharing wisdom ways, we want to make sure that people know about the respectful way to go about doing ceremony which is always, if you're working with the land, to connect with the elders of that land and make offerings and get their blessings. So without further ado, enjoy today's episode. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Life Radio. I am your host, Narayani Gaya, and I am here with one of my beautiful friends and elders, Elizabeth Terio. From Hawaii. Welcome. Hi, Elizabeth. Aloha, Narayani. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Aloha. Yay. Thank <laughs> you. Um, we didn't meet on Hawaii, even though I've spent some time on Maui. We met at a beautiful gathering called the Hummingbird Gathering, which is a, a four-year ceremony, actually. And um, we'll be getting into sharing a little bit about that with y'all today. And if you're listening when you're driving, 
it is safe to listen while you're driving to this recording. <laughs> and if you are at home, great, you know, grab a cup of tea and you might even want to grab a pen and take some notes in your journal because when I get to speak with somebody like Miss Elizabeth, who is a very humble and beloved wisdom keeper, she does not refer to herself as a healer, but I gave her that name because it's obvious to me as a drum maker, an artist, a chef, and a woman of great love and a ceremony leader, she has some nuggets for us today. And so you may want to document and also just write out anything that comes up for you. And at the end of our session today, you'll have a chance to find out how to stay in touch with her more specifically. But for now, I'd like to just kind of open this up by engaging to connect about the water because the hummingbird gathering, I was invited by our friend, Angela Blessing, who's a good sister of mine from California. And I think Kaya, Kaya too, they both invited me. And it was my first year in Santa Cruz when I moved back there, but it was the second year of four years of ceremony. And this ceremony was very interesting. It was hosted by a council of women, but recognized that it was recognized by an Ohlone woman because we're on Ohlone land. But it was an invitation for women from all traditions, even though the council was made up of a mixed indigenous council, but an invitation for women from any culture to come and to pray for the water and to gather for four days. And that first year was like next to a racetrack. It was like next to this racetrack or something, but it was, it was, I don't know about any of you listeners or with you, Elizabeth, but it wasn't a racetrack. Well, that was the second year. Oh Your yeah. First year. First year. My yeah. first year. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But I don't know about any of y'all, but usually when I go camping for like a couple of days, especially at an event, like a festival or a ceremony, like you're tired, you know, you get tired if you're, especially if there's like a lot of things happening, you're up late, you maybe don't sleep so well, you're sleeping outside, you know, there's like nature spirits and things that might keep you up. I left there feeling so rejuvenated. I, up to that point, I can't remember when I felt that nurtured really in my bones. I was so rejuvenated. We did sweats, we did teachings. And that year, um, only native women presented. And then the third year, which was my second year, we were invited as non-indigenous, quote unquote, indigenous women were invited to, to, to lead. I was like, yay. And that was when I needed to like lead everything everywhere. And I was like, yay. And I got to teach some Qigong with like flute at sunrise. And it was, it was a really beautiful experience. Um, it's, I'd love for you to share about, um, actually, I'm going to take this more because I know you have a rich life, um, spending many, how long you've been on Hawaii? Um, I moved here with my husband and son in 1985. So it's going to be 37 years, 37 years. And mm -hmm. then when would you say you started your spiritual path? Oh, that's interesting question because <laughs> there's um, all kinds of um, kind of plateaus or 
I will want to say more um, introductions into a different fork in the path. Okay. As I think about um, the connection to water mm-hmm. and my introduction to water, um, we have all of that, in, all of us have that in common because we were all born in water and water is the original medicine. So as I feel perhaps most, if not all of your readers, I mean, your listeners, sorry, uh, and probably readers um, would agree that we mm-hmm. are um, on a spiritual path just by being born, you know. And right, so, right, life so, is the path, right? Right, and it's in water. <laughs> and it's in, we're born in water or from water. Yes, yeah. Right. So right. I do feel like I chose the perfect family to be born into for all the things that I was going to need, you know, to prepare myself for my entire life. And it continues to inform me. And um, I was born in a family that was multicultural, is multicultural. And um, it was also led by a patriarchal Catholic father, as well as my mom, who equally, um, you know, worked very hard. And I was one of four children. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we were required to go to Catholic church and Catholic school. And my spirit just was not in alignment, you know. And I didn't know it until I was much older, but I would just cry, Mm -hmm. you know, when I'd hear these things and, and required to believe them you know, and I would just cry and it would leave as fast as it came, you know, Mm. but it was my spirit washing away the falsehoods I have learned, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. so that's my first understanding about waters and water ceremonies. Tears are a water ceremony. I was told at one time to always have a container of water on the altar because we need to refill our water in our body, this original medicine, that we always have tears available for us for our healing. Wow. Having water on your altar as a way to make sure you always have tears available for your healing. Mm-hmm. That's gorgeous. Wow. Thank you. I, I do have water on my altar right now. Good. I want to get in trouble from my elders. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we got to have it. You know, you know if, if we're traveling as life as a ceremony, then the whole earth is our altar. And then we, you know, we're blessed to be able to take water with us everywhere now. We have containers mm-hmm. for it. We have access. Most of us in the world do. Much of the world does not. Mm-hmm. Let's, talk a- mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. Let's talk about some of the projects that you've been involved with to help bring water. I know we were talking about Cameroon. Um, mm-hmm. After Hummingbird Gathering, I was inspired to raise some money. I think we raised a couple thousand dollars for a well in Haiti. We mm-hmm. did an interview series and there's mm-hmm. so much more I feel like I can be doing, you know, mm-hmm. and, and think about that. And mm-hmm. um, let me share about some of the projects that you've been involved with. Oh, I remember the one we worked with on Hummingbird was the mm-hmm. merry-go-round. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I would say, you know, that's an interesting, that's an interesting question. And it takes me back to Bass Lake, actually, in 2003, when I took my Hawaiian sister here to um, a conference, American Indian Women's Conference at Bass Lake, and it was four days of camping. And we did lodge and it was to introduce her to 
um, her indigenous sisters that she hadn't met yet, I started seeing the parallels mm. between Hawaiian culture and the Native American um, tribes that I had been introduced to and where I grew up in Fresno. Um, mm. And so I just wanted her to, to, and she wanted to meet a Redwood. So that's where we went. And it's where I met Charlene. That's also mm. where my drumming activities took a new step and where it was envisioned um, that uh, after witnessing what was happening there and after witnessing, of course, that the indigenous woman particularly needed certain kinds of support because of history, all things that were happening, mm -hmm. it came to me to support women having drums. And I came home and drum speak was presented to me and I was trying to talk my way out of it because it meant I was gonna to have to be away from Hawaii. You know, the way that I appeared, the way I presented myself, the way that, um, you know, ha I'd have a lot of challenges and, and need a lot of courage and required a lot of healing and growth. And so I, I resisted, mm -hmm. but then it's changed my life and it was an entryway into working with the waters. Can I? Um, can I just interrupt mm -hmm. you real quickly? Mm -hmm. um, people don't know what drum speak is. Will you share just okay. what that is? Oh gosh, <laughs> yeah. So um, it's it's a name given to a vision and a project established in 2003. Um, and in order, I had been making drums one on one with individuals, but I hadn't started working with groups. And so I felt I needed spiritual permission to do that because it's a huge responsibility. Right. And so um, that's what came to me when I was at this American Indian Women's Conference at Bass Lake. And um, so I looked at all six of my ancestries to find where is the drum so I could walk authentically and speak with who I am when I'm leading drums making. Yeah. And um, so it could be inclusive and everyone could find their spot in the sacred circle. And respectfully, it's about um, indigenous language, which we all have our indigenous roots. We each have our indigenous roots, preservation and um, sharing of, of environmental integrity. And um, it's, you know, sharing uh, our hearts, you know, and healing and mm -hmm. using a safe container it's a protected container and created so that um, everything that is needed for each individual and hopefully collectively will be revealed in the mystery. Mm -hmm. And there's um, monthly drum circles and there's a seasonally ones and there's an, a yearly gathering where people are uh, invited to um, come and share their cultural ways of using the drum and so that we can learn and it's, it really takes it for me. It's been beautiful because it allowed me and it continues to allow me to stay in a humble receiving place. And as an artist, um, that's in my happy home place also. And um, it's it's been a fulfilling life. And drum speak has helped me to reach in many areas. And we we have also been doing surrogate drum making for women. Mm -hmm. um, which also I approach an elder and she recommends a woman who couldn't normally have a drum, naturally have a drum. And we mm. make a surrogate drum for that woman and we send it to the elder and the elder um, gives it to the woman she's recommended and we stay anonymous. <coughs> mm. So that's part of our program also. So it's water and women mm -hmm. go together 
you know, water and everything goes together. It's in the essence of everything, but particularly women and water. Tell, tell and us that's about what the Birds Gathering was about too. The right women and water. Tell us about um, skin. Oh, the, the, what? Oh no, no, no! I'm not even in Cameroon yet. Yeah, I'm not. Even, I'm going. Yeah, okay, no, good. we'll get. We'll get. We'll that's get the there. most recent, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, my first introduction to drums was Grateful Dead shows. Mm -hmm. And remember that Mickey Hart used to just do drums and it was like mm -hmm. 20 minutes and I would just let mm -hmm. the music take me. And then I got in the parking lot and there were people drum, there were the drum circles and I would just mm -hmm. beeline to mm -hmm. the drum, like run mm -hmm. to the drums. Mm -hmm. um, and then I found African drumming and then I met the big, the Sundance drum and the big drum mm -hmm. and have always in the last 25 years, it's really been the center. Like my deepest community have been around drumming, has been mm -hmm. around drumming. But sometimes people, I don't feel like you, you have this because you're 37 years in Hawaii, even though you told me earlier, you felt like a young elder who still always, so much to learn. Um, I know with drums that come here from Africa, sometimes there's a real, I've felt a real disconnect between the spirits of the animals the people that are here doing ceremonies just like kind of like they're just it almost feels like a colonizer energy i've been part of it so i'm not blaming mm -hmm. anyone mm -hmm. we had an experience two years ago in covid we started drumming and dancing outside and i always love the the african traditions because they they help me get really grounded and mm -hmm. the dance just helps us be in our body and we come together and we learn a little bit about the cultures and i feel like mm -hmm. it brings good energy but sometimes there's feels like a disconnect from the spiritual energy of the native people of the land. Mm -hmm. This one day we had this class and we had a class. It was the second time we we're out there. My brothers from Congo were playing and singing mm -hmm. and we danced and gave thanks and give thanks to our ancestors and all bring our medicine. And next week I went back and this huge tree, like, I don't know, 200 year old oak tree. And I don't know if it was 200, but it felt that and it went out in the park and it kind of went to the side and around. And we took mm -hmm. some pictures with mm -hmm. my friend, my, the teacher and my friend who were, who were going to have a baby. And we did some photos mm -hmm. the next week, the tree was gone. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh shit. And we actually did. I actually did offerings on the tree because mm -hmm. I learned that from being mm -hmm. in Hawaii and from my native mm -hmm. brothers and sisters mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it did some, um, did some offerings at the tree. I remember that actually we had some fruit My friend and I, we gave thanks. We touched the tree. We left some fruit. And then the next week it was gone. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh shit, we didn't, we did offerings, you know, like, mm -hmm. gosh. And then, and I thought, did mm -hmm. they cut that tree down? Can't believe they cut that tree down. You know, then I saw one of the guys on a um, kind of go-kart, one of the park, keepers mm -hmm. I said did you guys got the tree he goes it just fell mm -hmm. it just fell mm -hmm. you know I thought oh well I guess that was I guess it needed to said it was so old I, like, mm -hmm. I don't think it was that sick it was kind of fossilized it was actually mm -hmm. almost stone mm -hmm. and probably mm -hmm. dead and <laughs> it just got me thinking like how you know, like none of the teachers even noticed, you know what I mean? Like, 
are, are we, we're just coming in and doing our thing and not aware. And I do my best by, you know, making an offering and giving thanks and like sharing what I know when it, there's an opening. Uh-huh. But I'm wondering if you could share um, a little bit about how people can, you know, cause I want to, I, you, we could just talk story all day, but I want to offer pieces that our listeners can take away of how they can integrate maybe if they want to drum or do yoga outside and do like ceremony, like in their random park in the middle of wherever, Mm -hmm. like how to kind of come into congruency with Mm -hmm. the land and the environment that they're on um, Mm -hmm. when they're, when they're bringing what they learned in a weekend workshop or something, Mm -hmm. you know, they just got a didgeridoo and they're just like, I'm just going to play did here to a sound healing Mm -hmm. and Tuesday Mm -hmm. at three. Mm-hmm. How, how how maybe what you've learned or how people yeah, connected so in a good way so much yeah there's so much to share about all of that um whatever comes say, up bring okay, it on yeah so first um you know i wanted to say your offerings to that tree you know was for you and yet you didn't know what was going to happen to it so you were giving love and prayer and preparation to it and it may have looked like none of the elders noticed, but we don't know that. Yeah. We don't know what happened in that week. You know, we don't know right. what they may have done. And so I think that that's a big key to what you're asking is the unknown. Mm. But everything is heard and everything is witnessed from mm. somebody, somewhere, spirit, mm. a, a plant, water. It all has memory. Mm. It all is present as we are present. Mm-hmm. So for me, as an example, when I was guided to make my first drum, which was 1993, I knew it was a relationship. Right. I drummed every day for one year. Mm-hmm. And I, through that process, I learned my heart. And we have to, I, it, it's a bold statement to say we have to, but for me, I have to. Mm. offer silence to know my next step right and a few years ago many years ago I was walking around my house and I realized I have now I am now oriented primarily in the place of listening and receiving and the flow my whole life as an artist I've been very fortunate to have it consistent Mm. and so it's so beautiful and yet it can be overwhelming And for me to think about the four stages of the butterfly and the four stages of creation, those inspirations that come, those um, visions that come is that egg stage. And I just had to learn to give a nod to spirit and say, thank you so much. I don't know if this will come into form at this life, but I'm listening to the timing, you know, and then the caterpillar comes and we nurture with, with, Uh, learning and classes and practice, you know, and then we might hit this place where we lost interest or we don't know what we're doing. Well, that's the cocoon stage, you know, is it dead or is it transforming? And we offering (laughs) silence for that. The butterfly lives its whole life in silence. I love that, that term offering silence. Yes. We have to offer it, you know, offer silence offer silence to our ancestors, to all beings around us. I'm mm. listening. You have a talking stick. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. Mm. 
And then after the cocoon, if the cocoon makes, if it survives that period of time, which is about 14 days or something, a total from egg to birth, then it shows up in its full presence, you know. Mm-hmm. But the butterfly, to make a full migration, depends on its granddaughter to make that migration. Mm. So this trust of letting go, you know. Mm-hmm that the next generation will carry it on and the next generation. So, you know, we develop ourselves in areas that we are guided by using the safe container of nature, of the moment of being present. And then we receive just what we need. We have to offer the silence to hear. Amazing. And then to be, this word is not very popular and especially in my upbringing, but I've learned to embrace the word obedience. Okay. And it's obedience to myself and it's mm-hmm. obedience, obedience to what I've heard. And I guess maybe if that might be a challenging word for, for some people, what I learned is it's a way of merging with synchronicity. Mm. And I think that, that ex- experience, why didn't I listen to myself? <laughs> That's really what I'm talking about, you know. Right. Why didn't I listen to myself? And it's like when we get that, it could be like the finest thread of, of um, guidance. And we may not follow it because we're too busy. We are, our hands are already full, whatever it is. We're but thinking. then we lose that precious gift of the synchronicity where we follow this path like the butterfly or like the deer that is not straight. And we get the most incredible gift and blessing, right? We've all had that experience to some way, mm. to some degree. And if we want that to increase, we offer, we, we create a safe container for the beings to come through, which is an invitation, same as offering. I'm listening. Mm. My eyes are dropped. I'm listening mm. with my heart. Mm. I'm receiving through my crown. My mm. heart is open. It's four chambered. You know, I have courage. I have trust. I have gratitude. You know, mm. I have, I'm here. I'm willing. Mm. Not perfect by any means, but I'm perfect in my imperfection and in my humanity. And may all of us as humans rise in this condition because we need every person and every being to turn around what's happening on our earth today Mm -hmm. you know to preserve her to honor her you know a little offering every day whether it's something of a plant or of our silence or of our breath or of our spit or you know of our tears or whatever it is Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm. beautiful (laughs) yeah thank you for those teachings i'm remembering the four chambers of the heart teachings but i i'd love to go a little bit into that because i've received those teachings but it seems far away and i i'm just getting this almost kinesthetic memory of our of the ceremony that we did together which is when i first fell in love with you as a big sister um because i just went so deep and will you share about the drum medicine and the the heart and the chamber of the heart and maybe ways that people can start to think about that think about themselves and 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 connect mm-hmm. with those teachings of the heart that's that would be really juicy Well, those uh, four chambers, as I mentioned, those qualities, um, I 
think of them as the four directions. I think of them as the four pathways. Um, I, I feel that they're, um, you know, ways for me to give myself a spiritual healthy heart test so that I can say, you know, if my heart is not clear, is my heart clear? And if it's not, maybe I need forgiveness. Mm. Is my heart strong? And if I can't say yes, maybe I need courage. And is my heart full? And if I can't say yes, then maybe I need gratitude. And mm. if my heart isn't open, maybe I need trust. And for me, um, it's about respecting everything, my own life, my own heart, my own mm. water's body, my connection to my ancestors, my who lives in my bones, who those who are around me, the culture I live within and the respect you know, that it takes mm. to continue in harmony with mm. differences, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, um, it's it's a guiding force in my life. And it's like this, it's similar to the four stages of the butterfly. In fact, um, you know, it's a way of creating life is asking ourselves those questions, the four directions, the four paths of the butterfly. And, and our heart is the pathway, you know, it's the bridge between Father Sky and Mother Earth. And it's how we deliver all of our feelings, emotions, visions, and insights and inspirations. So it's the bridge between those worlds. And um, yeah, it's a good pathway for me. It's <laughs> no, the only way, man, the heart. Yeah. Well, I then we can heal and we can offer healing to others. And we can mm -hmm. be a helper in that way. You know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm good um when we work with the heart um, when i work with the heart energy i love the teaching of anahata you know from india which is unstruck and it's like that's anahata is the heart chakra mm -hmm. you know and it means like there's there's an energy in the essence of the heart that's never been wounded hurt identified with it's the divine mother and father that exists in the purity of who we are and we work with mm -hmm. white light and mm -hmm. sometimes golden light mm -hmm. do you work with light um i know you do well you do you take people on drum journeys right yes but do you ever work with the light of the heart <sighs> or just awareness and see what's there kind of a more mystery yeah yeah, yeah. I do believe in um, the the light coming through our crown chakra and filling our body and being charged by earth in a similar way, you know, and that radiation of light um, in the heart is all traditions, as I understand it. I mean, mm -hmm. Jesus is a perfect example of that too. The Christ light is what I identify with, the Christ light. Right. And you know, Jesus was a, was the son as we are all children in this that belief system, right? And um, so mm -hmm. I grew up with that image of that radiating heart, you know, right. and now I simply embrace it as ourselves as vibration because everything is energy and we right. vibrate this frequency of light. So it's the heart, but it's really all of us. All of, all of us and I, everything. That's how I hold it. Yeah. That's how you anyway. hold it. Yeah, 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 for sure. We do work at the school. We do like the expansion of, of the... Um, because they integrate different traditions into this embodied mm -hmm. and awakening that and do like expansion of from the heart. So practice like expanding your love and like, I imagine like domino effects, like it wakes mm -hmm. up the, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. like the cells, but actually it's just a way of perceiving mm -hmm. everything is 
especially when you increase the proton activity, there's more light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so great. There, there's so much that, um, so much great medicine already that you've shared, butterfly medicine. We're talking about water medicine and drums and honoring and offering silence. Someone who's mm-hmm. so verbal and talks way too much. I find that the most rejuvenation comes from my own silence, but I haven't thought about offering silence a term and just change my everything. Thank you. Um, I think that one of the things that a lot of people are struggling with these days is, and I, I, I want to offer fresh guidance. So, so I try to stretch questions on Awaken Life Radio mm-hmm. to open outside mm-hmm. the box and not just provide something mm-hmm. people can find out anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, um, one of the things that we like to talk about is the path of service and sacred service mm-hmm. and Dharma. The world, man, the mm-hmm. world is going through so many changes and I'm grateful for teachers like you who have created events like where we met that are holding this beautiful container for for teachings of these old ways that are really our key to sustainability and spiritual communion and healing Mm -hmm. and and I find that people these days are going for like you know me included like the quick you know, fix of like, just, you know, get some energy and see if anyone liked your Facebook page or, you know, these things that are, that are taking attention. But I see a lot of people struggling with so many things like depression, addiction. Uh um, Uh And, and I feel like a lot of that, at least in the spiritual community from all different traditions that Uh I get the honor to, you know, be in presence with, um, of really how to serve and how to like what there's so much to do that sometimes you can't do anything. Is that part of the stages of like, is that, would you say possibly when someone's in the cocoon stage? Cause I, I really like to think in terms of like, I'm, I'm constantly decolonizing my mind to return to think in terms of cycles, you know? Um, and do you have any kind of feedback? advice or support that you could say to people that are struggling with like not knowing what to do and being overwhelmed with mm-hmm. the challenges and the needs of the, the world at this mm-hmm. time? Yeah, that's a bit, that's a good question because everything needs everything. At this <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so you know, how can each of us be effective using our energy in the most balanced way mm-hmm. for ourselves and for where we put our energy? So we increase balance where we okay. are and where going where we put ourselves into so for me okay before you keep going i'm sorry i'm going to lovingly interrupt you will you repeat that one more time because i do find especially with a lot of people that i mentee that i mentor finding the right prayer is everything which is kind of what i just heard from you so good that's a good interpretation of what i just said (laughs) thank you perfect interpretation okay so for me for me when it boils down to what I do in the in my life is I, mm. I provide containers in mm. one way or another, whether it's through listening, through the drum, through the circle, through ceremony mm-hmm. of ways for people to connect, because that's what we need is to increase our threads of connection to our own guidance and our own ways of knowing what is best for us. No one can really tell us that we can be helped by and, and sparked by coming to our own truth, but it's too much responsibility for me to, for me to tell another person what they need to do, because 
I'm not, I can't be responsible of where they take it and I won't be there to help them with the next step. So the best thing I feel like I can do is help them find or support ways of connection. And that's what Mm -hmm. all of this does for me. And so, Mm -hmm. um, you know, with that, um, we'll find our own way, you know, and for me with a circle, um, you know, since COVID and I had a, a um, pathway of a healing before COVID that um, through grief that took me to this place of, of having to reevaluate everything I'm doing because my energy was so minimal at that point. And then I've healed through that. Fortunately, it took me three years. Mm-hmm. And, and um, but I went back to doing what I do and with COVID, things are much more opened up now that we can do public gatherings. So I'm, I've been back now for a year or so doing these. And so I've returned to the four seasons and the cross quarter days. So like August 1st, which is also known as Lamas, which is for the Northern hemisphere is halfway through the summer solstice and the autumn equinox. So my prayer and my encouragement for myself and others is to look at what were the seeds that we planted in springtime or the beginning of the year is what we tend to do in, in Western culture, you know, with New Year's. But if we think about it, the spring planting and then where has those, whether it's actual seeds for food and plants or whether it's our own mm-hmm. idea seed form you know, and then we can reevaluate it around Beltane or May 2nd. Is it coming along? Has it broken ground? Does it still need watering? You know, and then at summer solstice at the full light, okay, is our dream thoughts goals now starting to get some height to it? Is it starting to blossom? Does it need watering? Does it need fertilizer? What does it need? More love, more prayers, more songs. And then now we're in Lamas or August 1st. So we're going to have a fire ceremony and offering Hawaiian plants. And um, if there's a, you know, after the drumming in the safe container that was created, if there's a time for the sharing of talking stick and for people to share, you know, what, what, where they're at and what is needed perhaps. And it's also considered first fruit. So what are we already harvesting and what more is needed in order for the dreams to be realized, you know, and then we look Mm -hmm. at the season of autumn equinox, you know, and who lives in our bones and who, who else, what else can we can we uh, offer in order to bring all of it into into full harvest you know mm. and then we have a winter, winter harvest too in many places of the world so maybe it has to continue through a whole nother cycle and season i think mm. the main thing is respecting ourselves and not judging ourselves and continuing to listen and whatever it is for the mysteries to be revealed and have it realized we're doing just the right and perfect and beautiful thing mm. thank you for that if people are not meditating and praying and doing offerings with the seasons, you can. And she just told you exactly how you can, Elizabeth just shared. Thank you in, in your own way and in your own season even. Even if you don't have community, you can bring two friends together and have a fire. And you know, and, and you know what else? Even if you don't have a drum, like if I'm in the car, mm-hmm. I might put my hand on my heart and just drum my heart. Mm-hmm because it activates that drum. And you know, we're mm-hmm. sleeping, we're doing a journey while we sleep, mm-hmm. our heart is beating, the dreams are vibrating, they're coming into rhythm with ourselves and we can just help ourselves by drumming our own heart wherever we are mm-hmm. and bring ourselves back to that place. I love it, 
I love it. And now they found that like tapping on your breastbone activates happiness and people do that for therapeutic, mm-hmm. you know, systems see? that tap. And they say, we knew they all, we, we know it. We know. We just we know. have to. Um, I want to just highlight one thing um, that you mentioned that it was subtle people. If you, if you missed it, write this down (laughs) because as someone who's been in spiritual work sometime myself, this was still a very new, a new thing that you said, which is kind of assessing at each corner of the year that you're at or mid quarter of the year that you're at. Mm-hmm. If your prayers or food or thoughts or all of the above need something to continue mm-hmm. to stay in a healthy life cycle or, mm-hmm. or maybe there's a letting go or, you know, mm-hmm. versus I'm not manifesting yet, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a, a, a you know, animalistic, natural response, frustration Uh based Uh on survival mind that we're Uh all decoding from and dismantling from. And so it it was subtle, but it was very powerful to assess what you need, Uh what needs to happen to continue to nurture that offering or that prayer, that growth of your idea Uh and support it Uh instead of like my tendency which is a lot of fire energy. Uh-huh. It's probably why spirits brought me to all these water women in the last 15, 15 years. Uh-huh. It's like, uh-huh. you know, I just burn it all. Let's just pack, give everything away and just go, which is, uh-huh. and I, I used to think that was a spiritual uh-huh. thing, but now I realize it's a colonized thought. <laughs> like, oops. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so, so that uh-huh. way of acknowledging what's needed in any given moment. Uh-huh even though yeah. it seems so simple, it's mm-hmm. something that's a lot less habitual for most humans that I know to mm-hmm. even ask that. What mm-hmm. do I need right now? What do mm-hmm. you need right now? What do we need for mm-hmm. this prayer, this intention, this, this mm-hmm. thought to, to be, to feel connected mm-hmm. as you mentioned about connecting. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah, I, I appreciate you listening with that intention of inquiry, you know, and it, in, it, you, in that lies the answer, you know, which is love ourselves first. And you love yourself first by asking that question because you wanted clarity. Mm-hmm. You wanted to move in this way that's going to bring that balance and peace. And so the question itself answers you know, it's simple, but it's not necessarily our first response. And, it, you know, to give ourselves a loving um, statement, thought, space, silence, practice, all of the things that we do, and to look within ourselves first and offer that, then we have a natural way of connecting to our bodies. What do we need? you know, starting first with ourselves before we start grasping outside of ourselves. It's the grasping that is not the loving ourselves. I know that very well myself, mm-hmm. you know, correct. And, um, and so mm-hmm. in loving ourselves first, we get so full that mm-hmm. we want to give mm-hmm. and giving is receiving and mm-hmm. receiving is giving. And so the circle is already full when we do that, 
right? Mm -hmm. And there's a Hawaiian phrase, okay, aloha, ke alakahi, let mm -hmm. love lead. That actually got birth from the work in Cameroon and um, with the mentor, uh, young man that I'm working with. And, um, and that is always our phrase in our letting go, let love lead. So it returns us to back to ourselves, our intentions, our prayer for the project, for everything we do in our healing is, you know, to be inclusive of spirit. Mm -hmm. And so love ourselves first and then let love lead. Mm. And it's, again, for me, when I notice I'm grasping, it's like hands off, Elizabeth. Listen. Mm. Hands off. Mm -hmm. And there is a temptation, you know, um, to look at social media more often than, you know, it's grown for me too. And it just occurred to me because I've done so much work on the, on the project in West Africa, I realized, um, you know, that drum speak is actually the umbrella for since 2003 of everything that I have been doing, including, you know, the art that I have in our gallery. But, um, mm. you know, with that, I, no, I didn't uh, know you had an art gallery. Yeah. For a long time, 18 oh. years Ooh. in Hololo, a little town here in Hawaii. Yeah. Mm. I, I, you know, my tendency in life until more recently, age 42, when I had this incredible healing of what happened when my grandmother died um, I used to like to fly under the radar, you know, yeah. but it's really hard these days to fly under the radar because I have anyone noticed. Yeah. And so, mm -hmm. um, but I realized I never even, you know, I have like the gallery Instagram, I've got the blessing ways cause you know, I'm wedding mm -hmm. officiant, but I never put, and I put up the farm mission, farm mission global site on Instagram, but I never did drum speak. And so like, all of a sudden I'm mm -hmm. like back more to myself and, and really, holding it as an umbrella, you know, because that's mm -hmm. what everything has come under because it's all about the heart. And that's why mm -hmm. that is the umbrella. I feel like people were really recognizing that all oh, this energy for two years now has been going towards this project in West Africa. And it, it just ha so happened it was coinciding with the quieter COVID time and people are trying to say, well, what's happening with the, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm still doing it, I'm still doing it. Mm -hmm. So that's what led me to be a little bit more public or, or just to own, mm -hmm. you know, it's yeah. like 17 years of what has been happening and just to share that, you know, so yeah. I feel, feel re-enlivened and that's where all my energy was directing me. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm glad I'm listening because I'm enlivened. <laughs> I love it. I'm, I'm thinking about Cameroon, someone who I think I have past lives in Africa because I'm very much in love with the culture and the music and just very deep uh -huh. and have dreamt about being black um, mm -hmm. and blue too. <laughs> Different kinds of colors. <laughs> That's another podcast episode. <laughs> um, but what, what um, do you drum there when you're in Cameroon? I have not been to Cameroon yet. Okay. Tell us about Cameroon. What is happening in Cameroon? Oh, gosh. Okay. And this is we'll actually a story all to itself because it's been uh, an incredible almost two-year journey of meeting a young man, um, Josica Benzica, online through an unusual pathway. And, um, and when we met, uh, we was on words for friends and we i know it's kind of funny and um <laughs> words with friends. is that an app on facebook well words no it's friends? just no but, but it's um it's a it's a like a scrabble game it's like and a scrabble game okay yeah kind of like 
-hmm. but you just play with people you know or you don't know. And I've heard many people that have made like longtime friendships on this on this game. And then you can mm -hmm. also play with people you know. So I got introduced to it from my with my mother-in-law. And I never knew about it. I never played for months. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, that game, it was fun, you know? And I was in a healing phase where I was at home a lot. And so, um, so I started playing and then the game matched me up with this person. And it's like, okay. <laughs> so I started playing and um, I, I won a few games and um, and then we started a chat and then he was like uh, calling me dear or I knew his or sweetheart or whatever like that. And it's like, oh boy, you know? <laughs> But then, you know, it's like he's from the part of the world that that's natural and whatever. I learned he was from Cameroon. And so um, mm -hmm. with, through that, um, you know, we it's, it's all a broad story and it's really deep. But okay. whatever. You um, yeah, I know. It's hard to it's hard. So anyway, we we learned pretty quickly through that avenue that we have we're kin. We have kinship. And he had lost everything at COVID. He's a farmer. He, he was an IT guy and he lost everything. And I mean, everything. And so it was like in the middle of the night there, he was playing this game. People were committing suicide around him, being put in jail because they couldn't return their loans for farming. It was horrendous because all the borders of distribution closed. And so I started mentoring him. And um, he's a man of such unbelievable integrity and I heard myself saying I'd put up a GoFundMe and then it's like, oh, my God, what have I done? You know, that's so much work. And then mm -hmm. I said to him, because we started talking on phone about a, a month and a half later mm -hmm. uh, and through WhatsApp. And, and I said, you know, none of my women, friends or people that I know will really participate in donating anything unless it's female centric. Mm -hmm. And um, and he he shared with me, he was raised by a single mom. His dad died when he was early, young, and it was completely his life already. He had adopted a young girl, long story, as his kid's sister and was raising her. He's bilingual French and English, and he's got a master's in marketing, and he's very intelligent. And everything I offered as a mentor, he applied it and came back and told me how he applied it. So for as an elder, that's what you pray wow. for. That's what you pray for. Mm -hmm. And so fast forward, um, we have now, I mean, I'll tell you where we are now because it's a big vision. In fact, I did an art around it. Oh, I can show you, but, uh, you know. But people anyway, can't see. <laughs> anyway. Oh, take a picture yeah. and send send me the picture of it. Okay, yeah, great, I will. Cute. It's, um, it's actually four pathways of providing well water. Uh, fresh water in these um, to this village that and that has mm. you know is part of the world and so many places in the world mm. um, don't have fresh water they've never had fresh water they may walk mm. anywhere from eight to 40 miles to get water and it's oftentimes dirty and mm. it's usually the girls that are the water fetchers and particularly in areas where there's many um where polygamy or, you know, many wives are legal, but not the young girls. And so, um, you know, just providing water turns all of that around. And also, so it's that, it's farming, it's sustaining community with uh, lifting women up in sustainable ways through education mm. and um, entrepreneurship 
Mm. And so, and home gardens. So right now we have just finished four wells uh, with pumps that are mechanical because there's not electricity mm. and um, for four villages and 20,000 people are having fresh water for the first time. And this land, 50 acres were farming, and we were given five acres of mature palm fronds that we are harvesting for weaving so that the women can have a sustainable way to make a living. And mm-hmm. um, on our horizon is a vocational school for these girls that are able to go to school that we can send to school that are freed by not having to fetch the water um, can have a way of creating um, cottage industries, as we would call them, through the vocational school. So it's a big vision, and we're well on our way. And um, this is only less than two years since I met Jessica. Wow. Yeah. And so he just got, he never left his country, and he's got a one-year visa. And he, we, so, you know, as I was sending him the fundraising money, everyone said, have you met this person in person? Mm -hmm. No. And there's always an issue of fraud, especially in this time of the world and, and during COVID when people are get more mm-hmm. hungry desperate for things, right? And so I always had to say no, no, no. And so we just said, he and I just said, the world wants us to meet. So let's do it in 2022. And so he applied for a visa, unheard of for a young unmarried man without, um, you know, a family of his own. Mm-hmm. to be given a visa but when the embassy saw what we've done and he had every single receipt that of everything I sent him and mm-hmm. what we've accomplished they say you two have to meet and they gave him a year visa and he was just here for five weeks oh, in Hawaii chance. and now he's on the in the mainland and seeing how he can maximize the one year yeah and he has a uh, really good farm managers that are his family his ohana mm-hmm. and people he trusts that are maintaining the wells making sure that pregnant women, if they're in line, they, they can move to the front of the line to get water, that Amazing. it's locked at night and that the animals can't get in and that the water can't be gleaned and because there's, you know, it needs to be cared for and kept clean. And that he also created a team of boys to be the water fetchers for the kings and the older men. So the girls are no longer fetchers and then they can go to school. Wow. You know, and not be illegal wives which also happens in these rural places. Wow. So it's just, this is what, you know, we were talking about, Narayani. Mm. It's about having no clue. I had no clue, although I know that this is part of my thought and dream of many things with the drum. You know, Mm. it's like, this is environmental integrity. This is the one heart of Mother Earth. And we're filled with, you know, populations of heart all over Mm. our earth and Mm. in all beings you know the essence of who we are which is water nothing exists without it Mm. and so um this is a part of the dream that i had no idea how it was going to come but if i hadn't gone through that portal of health issues relating to grief the loss of my mom and more so dealing working with my siblings that I wouldn't have met him and this wouldn't be happening. So Mm. we have to trust ourselves, you know, Mm. and not, and listen, like, okay, there's something here. There's something here. There's a connection. There's something here. There's power Mm. here. There's presence Mm -hmm. here. This is unfolding. Mm -hmm. And I have, mm -hmm. sorry, please. No, finish. 
I was going to say, well, I have one son and I never had mm -hmm. a girl and I tend to adopt girls around me, mm -hmm. you know, in, in many different ways here in Hawaii and, and everywhere, like the surrogate drum making. And I was blessed through Jessica, um, you know, with his, his family there in Nice and his adopted uh, kid sister and more, um, you know, to do a video chat with them. And it's like, I have a circle of girls there now. And this mm -hmm. one video chat was so beautiful because, you know, we had already met a few times and then they were all together in his, in his place um, for a, a school break. And I said, mm -hmm. let me have a video chat if I could. And um, so I did, and I just talked with them about, you know, listen to your dreams, you know, mm -hmm. listen to your dreams. And what is it that you would like to do? Study hard, follow your heart, listen to your dreams. And you know, you could actually even become an empowered woman doing what you would like to do and the gifts you have to give to the world even before you have children, you know? Mm. And speaking in this soft way with this video chat and Jessica mm. being, you know, the heart-filled person that he is, after we were done with the video call, he had a circle at the table and asked everyone if they understood because they don't know English well. But the fact that they were getting this introduction to away from a woman across the world that did have advantages and do, does have advantages and they're looking right. to how to be filled you know right. in their life that has been carrying them and you know we Amazing. we have such power to share our experience in our hearts you know that can just change the trajectory of other people if they choose pe people and particularly girls for me it's particularly girls because I didn't have mm -hmm. a girl from own yeah you know how to support that amazing you know it's amazing to me I mean I could get emotional right now thinking about it it's, it's amazing yeah you can get emotional if you want I support that <laughs> but yeah. I, I thank you for your for your deep service and I'm just wondering if how do I put this it's like do you follow your heck yes? Like, do you, like when you're making decisions that like, I just really, feel, do you wait for that? You know, to like, cause I noticed in these few years, there's like, even before this, cause I was gr going through deep grief as well. Cause mm -hmm. my partner passed away five years ago and it was really a four year ceremony. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Thanks. I'm good. I mean, mm -hmm. I was in love with him. He taught me how to connect with the spirit world. You know, he was mm -hmm. a, a Sundance chief and a, taught me a lot in our year together but so much grief I mean I didn't even know <laughs> I had that many there were that mm -hmm. many tears available and then mm -hmm. my dad transitioned on summer solstice last year which was a mm -hmm. blessing it was all very mm -hmm. very beautiful actually mm -hmm. and in grief in my experience there's a lot of there's healing it's healing time maybe mm -hmm. it's cocoon it's cocoon time right mm -hmm. it's you're mm -hmm. you're just like you're not yet in reborn, reborn. You're, you're mm -hmm. processing and integrating, mm -hmm. digesting and letting go. And mm -hmm. I'm in that stage now because I'm in menopause. So I'm like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whose body is this? What's happening? What am I doing? What is this? I'm so emotional. You know, all these different waves of experiences and it's different. And the way that I feel and the way I think and the way that I see is, is changing. And mm -hmm. it has been you know, uh -huh. I have been, it always is <laughs> for all of us. Um, uh -huh. But I find that less and less, 
mentally processing or mentally um, like less and less the thinking does the thinking process bring me the guidance that I seek? Whereas Uh my feeling body and just a knowing Uh or a dream or, you know, Uh is like the only thing more and more Uh that I can really make decisions. I don't mean like, Uh ah, go to the store, not go to the store, Uh you know, what Uh to do tonight or where to have dinner. Like, I I mean, like when you're making decisions about your path and your Uh work and your Dharma and, you know, uh-huh. like I was invited to this festival. It was a, oh, hell yes, kind of a thing. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. do you find that, like, if you're not sure, like, how do you navigate? Do you stay in the prayer and then await for that clarity on an internal level? Do you await for something on the outside uh-huh. to show itself? Do you just follow the uh-huh. flow and not think uh-huh. about it? How do you, how do you make Yeah, decisions? well, I mean, a lot of, a lot of pathways to share about that has come. And I thank you for the question. And mm-hmm. um, just so I don't forget, I'm going to say, um, <laughs> say first, I'm going to, that, you know, in Hawaiian culture, um, we say to follow your na'al, follow your gut, which is the feeding body, really, because the, the mind can change and the heart can change, but our na'al stays constant, you know. The heart reveals, the mind reveals, but what does your body tell you, you know? And so in listening to that is always helpful. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. always feel it in my gut. Some people say it's the womb. You know, I do feel it as an impression on right. me, an impression. Right. And when I feel that impression, then I know that that is, you know, what I need to do. I don't necessarily get a heck yes. Mm-hmm. I get more like... Um, mm. A receiving of it, witnessing it. And then I say, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and then I reaffirm the, the like, heck yes, this is, mm-hmm. the, yeah. this is the, path. you know, it's not, I'm not, and I'm not suggesting how you receive it and how you, you work with no. it. But for me, it's, it's, um, well, that's the way you, it yeah. is for me. And mm-hmm. then the other thing is, is that I was at the uh, Kilauea, um, um, crater many years ago I think it was Mm -hmm. 2017 or something like that and I was sitting at the rim near the rim and um, I had my drum and there was a full moon overhead and the the lake of lava is distant you know um, but very present hugely present a mile across this lava lake in this crater and this this moon overhead and I was just watching you know and um, the steam was rising and the moon was kind of, you know, it felt all very feminine for me. And I'm like mm-hmm. in the middle of present of it. Right. And, and I just like kind of what I tend to do is soften my gaze so that my inside eyes can see and feel. And what I realized in that moment is like, oh my goodness, this is like a giant lodge. Mm-hmm. This is like the stones, the fire, the steam, mm-hmm. And the ceiling is the sky. And then it just came to me like a bolt of inspiration. Life is a ceremony when we pray it to be. And I have heard that before that life is a ceremony, but I didn't really understand what that was until I had that experience. Mm. And it's like, okay. So then I walk in a way that is, um, that life is a ceremony and we're birthed into it and we birth out of it you know, and we come into the East and we leave in the West or North or however that happens. 
and we don't know how long the ceremony is. So far, it's been 65 years for me. I'm grateful, you know, and I don't know when I'm walking out the door or however that happens. But I'm really feel blessed to have all these things presented to me to be able to use the feeling body to know where to go. And the timing is everything to me. Mm. Timing is everything. And even um, when I say to my friend and Josica, because the project's so big and to others too, and my son started, I have a son, Jerome, he started mm. using this as well, everything in spirit timing. And so mm. we may talk about this or that, or a hope or a dream It's like everything in spirit timing, everything in spirit you know? timing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and so that requires us to listen and to know what spirit timing is. It's not to say, yes, I'm going to do that. No, I'm not going to do that. Maybe in spirit timing or let's see spirit what spirit timing, timing is. Right. You know? right. Then, then it takes you. us off of us and we can stay in that receiving and listening place. And that, that's how we're going to get on that path to that mystery mm -hmm. reveal, the miracle, the magic, the gratitude, the blessing, all of it. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. I feel like I'm finally starting to get that teaching at my age because just because of all the energy and all the shakti and everything when I was younger. So, you know, you and I talked uh, shortly before we started and, um, you know, I, I had said you're so young and it wasn't diminutive at all. I, it's just the opportunity, right? I know you didn't take it that way, but <laughs> I remember. So, so, but, but, but why at such a beautiful age, for me to remember for myself mm -hmm. is that, you know, a Saturn return is about 27 to, it starts around that time and 29 and a half, right? And that's when, and the, the Greek name for Saturn is Kron, Kronos. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to the second Saturn return, which is at 59 years old, you have another opportunity to crystallize wisdom and that's the Kronos or the Kron stage. So it's like the really the astronomical grounding quarter, or for lack of a better word, or opportunity or whatever, you know, to start really owning our elderness, you mm -hmm. know. And so for me, I knew it was such an important um, portal or grounding cord or opportunity, whatever. Mm -hmm. I did a, a lodge for myself at 59. I did it by myself, the stones, the fire, everything. I mm -hmm. spent the night in the lodge. I went through my 59th year to my 60th. I mm -hmm. did another lodge for myself. So I walked that whole year in dedication to becoming an elder. Mm -hmm. And even though people had told me I was before that, I appreciated that perception. It was very supportive to continuing to own and, and be in my wisdom place. And for me to walk that year also um, increased the invitation for all those voices of wisdom to come as I was walking. And then I did another lodge in that same manner for myself at 60. And then I felt free. And mm. that was in May. And then in December that same year, my mom passed. Mm. And um, it, it was... It was actually an, uh, a good as a passing as a passing could be in regards to our relationship because we were current, we healed issues mm -hmm. and um, she was incredible in giving me a deep well to draw from of grace and love and spiritual mm -hmm. generosity. Mm -hmm. um, but then it was after that, um, working with my siblings that created the challenges one year after that. Um, but, um, you know, with, with that, um, I needed that preparation. 
Well, I mean, the, the, what I hear you talking about is initiations mm-hmm. and like rising to the, using the natural cycle of life mm-hmm. and of your life mm-hmm. and of your experiences mm-hmm. to, I mean, in these ways that enable you to authentically embody what's mm-hmm. just natural, <laughs> what's coming. And have that natural help. Universal natural health, because we have the whole universe inside of us. So when we go back to this place of our birth, that that's um, all the planets of wherever they are in our map get stimulated because of self-similarity and fractal geometry. We have it inside of us. So it just like vibrates and then gives its gifts too. It's so cool. You know, so we're we're using it in a way that is helping us and helping everyone. Helping everyone from a full cup. Yeah, because we're more of a whole person. Because you're a whole you know, person. Our wholeness, we're always a whole person, but we can experience our wholeness more wholly. <laughs> well, I was just thinking about how you were how you were saying also 42, because 42 is also the Uranus return from what I've learned. Do you know about oh. the Uranus return? So in um, Vedic astrology, the 42 year is like a, it's mm-hmm. like a 40, it's your Uranus, you go around, Uranus goes around oh. the earth 42 yeah. times. So that matches yeah. your birth time, which they uh-huh. called, um, which I was told was your midlife crisis. Uh-huh, and so uh-huh. if you're not doing your um, higher spiritual work at that time, uh-huh. which you were probably 42, you said was a big turning point, then people yeah. get like, oh, what am I doing with my life? What matters and what's important and all of that. Right, right. And just knowing these little things and, and understanding the That's cycles helpful. of the year and of the ages, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. really helps. And my wish for our listeners is, you know, to, to just take these things that were off that you know mama elizabeth would you call yourself auntie people call you auntie you're an yeah, auntie, people call me auntie oh, yeah. hawaii that this beautiful yeah. auntie is offering you you know around these teachings because you don't have to live on hawaii and spend 40 years with elders to to learn this it's now being offered to you in a way that you can start to practice in your own way i find that since chief passed today's actually the first invitation that I have to a sweat in like years that I'm, I may be going, may or may not be going, or I may just go and hang out and support. But, um, you know, you don't always have community. Not everyone always has community, but you Mm -hmm. could still do what you do based on what you know. Mm -hmm. And also you can continue to cultivate your connection with spirit Mm -hmm. and the natural rhythms. I want to say that one of the things that really, was has been a gift in Hawaii in Hawaiian culture. So many gifts. I mean, it has completely sculpted me, you know, in these in these thirty seven years. But for me, is broadening the understanding that community ohana, which means family, is actually all life. It's it's simply we think of it as people community, but it actually co- community is communing, community we're communing. And so we're communing with, we are nature, we're not separate from nature, and we're a, a part of nature. And so our community is all nature, you know, and so that is that communing. So, you know, I know it's a little bit harder when there's a lot of noise and in city environments and, and uh, you know, different pressures and different stresses than here in Hawaii, undeniably. And we're blessed to have the spirit of aloha and all the ceremony and all the rituals that's been done here since the beginning of time. 
and it's not as covered up as in some different places with man-made things. So we mm-hmm. are able to glean that spiritual support. And that's part of why I was able to receive along with my uh, Hawaiian people, Ohana, you know, to broaden that view of what community is. I love and, it. And it also increases our responsibility. With right. Your community is not just your people, spiritual people, your community is everyone and all your relations, especially right. including nature. I love when I'm on when I'm in Hawaii and like how I've had experience in the past is like my it must be the mana because it's like my skin mm-hmm. is yeah. like breathing food. It's like you're just nurtured being in the mm-hmm. in the in the pristine mm-hmm. energy. Thank you for holding yeah. prayers for us and for the water and for the future mm-hmm. and for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to do another talk with you, really get into the drum. You know, we barely mm-hmm. talked about the drum. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to just ask you to share, how can people stay in touch with you or follow up with mm-hmm. you if they want? Mm-hmm. Well, um, you know, there's all the social media ways. Um, okay. So those are all there. Um email mm-hmm. okay what yeah. what's your email spell it for them if because they're listening probably um well there's two avenues one mm-hmm. is blessingways at yahoo.com which is b-l-e-s-s-i-n-g-w-a-y-s at yahoo.com and the other way is info i-n-f-o at drumspeak d-r-u-m org. yeah okay i will put one of those in the show notes <laughs> so okay, people thanks. can find it in the show notes there's that, um, that website too yeah that there's works. so much medicine i mean just from like a passing sentence that you shared that you know how we're water and we're all water and we're made of one our essence is water so many nuggets in here um tears. yeah and the tears i had some tears already um I can't wait to chat with you more. And I'm grateful that you were willing to reconnect with me and record a conversation. And um, there's so many, so much more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Narayani, uh, for being the safe container that you are, you know, that you make yourself open and vulnerable and willing to listen and learn and heal and hear that allows the person that you're speaking with to have an exchange of talking stick and a container between us that allows everything to come through. And so thank you so much for the opportunity for your own journey that brings you to this place to allow us to expand out to all who are drawn to listen and to share. And I really, really appreciate it. Mahalo, mahalo, mahalo. Mahalo, mahalo, mahalo. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope you enjoyed checking out today's episode of Awaken Life Radio. To stay updated on offerings, classes, workshops, and new episodes, feel free to check out our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Awakened Life Tribe. Thank you so much. Namaste. Namaste.